Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Pause. I am your host, Lise Martinowski. I realize I don't introduce myself very often, um, but that is who I am. I work with Absi Connect and you have probably heard my voice on many of these episodes if you have listened to previous ones or if this is your first one, then welcome. Hi, I'm glad you joined us. So today's episode has a bit of a different flavor. It's more of a tutorial how-to episode. Um, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Mickey Stricker Talbot who works and lives in Edmonton and she shared two, I'm going to use the word facilitation techniques or facilitation gathering techniques of how to ground people in a space together and give them a chance to just connect on a human level before you really dive into the work. Um, I loved being able to go through really both of these techniques with Mickey during this episode and we use the first technique to ground ourselves into the episode and just get to know where we were each coming from, um, how we were both feeling as we were joining in and and connecting and getting ready to record and the second one we also just talked a little bit about together and I know for a fact that I will be using both of these techniques in some way shape or form whether in a work setting or maybe even just in my family I found that they're just both really great questions and neat conversations to have with really anybody I know that I will be able to use both of these techniques and I hope that you'll be able to use them as well Hello, Mickey. Thank you for being here and um, sharing. You're going to share two techniques with us today. And so to get started, I'll just have you introduce yourself, who you are and what you do. Sure. Thanks, Elise. Um, Well, hello, everyone. And to Elise, my name is Mickey Stricker Talbot. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a white settler joining you today from Treaty 6 lands um, um, from the city more uh, commonly or colonially known as Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And um, I am an entrepreneur with the city of Edmonton. I'm also a mum of two um, and uh, a not very enthusiastic runner. <laughs> but a runner nonetheless. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that feels like a generous title to give myself. <laughs> I know I fluctuated through that too, where it's like, normally I would take myself as this type of person. that's like, but really, if I think about it, I haven't done it in a few years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, to get started um, and to bring us into the space, you have a warm warm up technique. If I could talk, that would be good. Um, that I'd love for us to start with. So, if you could share just a little bit about that technique, and we'll both give it a go, and then we'll really launch into a second technique. Excellent, thanks. Um, well, something that I have been um, learning and relearning in this this time of disconnection around Mm -hmm. the pandemic is how important it is for us in any group that we're in to really check in with each other to see Mm -hmm. how we're actually doing in these moments because every moment is very different Mm -hmm. Um, and so a technique that I have found to be particularly helpful um, in these times of physical distancing is one where when people come into the room um, I invite them to share if they were a weather pattern, how they are arriving in the space today, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it allows folks the opportunity to either give like a really just surface answer if they don't want to share very much, but Mm -hmm. also a deeper answer if that's 
how they are needing to be held in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it allows the space for curiosity. It allows the space for connection. It allows the space for humanness and humaneness um, Mm -hmm. in the way that people answer that question. Um, And so at least I'll ask you, if if you were a weather pattern, how are you arriving in the space today? Oh, I was thinking as you were sharing that, how do I answer this question? I am a mix of sun and clouds today, Mm -hmm. um, where it's warm outside, which makes me happy. And overall, it's been a happy day so far. But I also am feeling very like stretched and pulled in lots of different directions. Then I feel like I have lots of little tiny clouds that are just every now and then I get some shade from all these different little clouds. Um, And kind of like one big cloud that just got broken up into lots of different pieces. So yeah, that's Mm. my mix of sun and cloud. Mix of sun and cloud. Okay. How about you? Um, Well, I don't know if it's a weather, well, yeah, it is a weather pattern per se, but I'd say that it's, it's that moment where it's been foggy for a while and you can feel that that mist is about to lift, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't lifted just yet. Like there are a number of projects that I'm on that are still like, we're still in the fog, but I can Mm -hmm. feel that we're reaching we're reaching towards the end of that cloudiness. So I think that's that's where I'm at today. Nice. I never even thought about fog. That's such a great answer. I'm like, miss. See, there's so many weather patterns that I'm like, I didn't even think of. All I could think of was sun and clouds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard sun and, it, you know, and as other people have answered that question, some of them have talked about rain. Others have talked about blue skies. Some have talked about hurricanes and tornadoes. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's really, it, it's interesting, not only the weather pattern themselves, but the meaning that people ascribe mm-hmm. to the different types of weather too. Mm-hmm. And how certain weather could probably have different meaning to other folks as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The labels we give are just labels. It's the, mm-hmm. the meaning behind the words that are mo- more important. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to be using that in my future meetings and gatherings with folks. Um, and I'll let you know how it goes. I really Yay. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you've brought us into this space so lovely um, and already shared one technique, now I'm going to ask you if you can share a second technique. Uh, and as I believe it was created as in collaboration with you and your daughter, and it's called the back of your hand technique. So could you share a bit about that, what it is and how folks might be able to use it and integrate it into their own practices? Sure. Um, so uh, a few years ago, we were on a family camping trip. And my, uh, my eldest, she wasn't feeling so hot. Um, the rest of the family, they were, they were feeling good and they wanted to go down to the beach. But my, my eldest just wasn't up for it. She just wanted to, to hang out with mom in the tent trailer and just have some quiet time. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And as we were hanging out, um, we, for some reason, and I, I can't even remember reason why, but we started like looking at each other's hands. And my daughter said, mom, what is this on the back of your hand? And I said, what, what's what? And she said, this mark here. And I looked at it. I was like, I've never noticed that mark before. Hmm. And so we had that, we had a really interesting conversation about our hands and what we notice and what we don't notice about them. Um, And then we started asking each other questions, like sort of testing each other about what we knew about each other's hands. And so it was from there that I started thinking about the phrase, like the back of your hand. And so at least I'll ask you, what does, what does the phrase like the back of your hand mean to you? Well, what I know of it to mean is that supposedly, I'm going to say supposedly, know the back of our hand really well. So then if we say something is like knowing the back of your hand, it must mean that we know it really well, like inside and out, every part of it. Um, But I know from hearing your story that maybe that's not as true as it seems. Yeah, exactly. 
really well said. And so like I asked people in a room, what does the phrase like the back of your hand mean to you? And they give very similar answers. Like we know it inside and out. It's Mm -hmm. something that is innate. It's something that we are experts in. Mm -hmm. But then I offer people the opportunity to put their hands under the table or under their seat where they can't see them. And then I put a slide up with a few questions. I ask them after they can no longer see their hands, which finger is the second longest? Or how many birthmarks, unique markings or spots do you have on your hands? Mm -hmm. Which vein is the most visible? And which knuckle has the least amount of hair? And so people are then put in pairs and they need to answer these questions to each other. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's often a bit of an awkwardness because we don't usually exist within our bodies in the mm-hmm. professionalized environments. We exist primarily in our heads. And so even that introduction of like recognizing that we are physical beings brings people into a different way of being. Um, and it's a way I've found to create camaraderie and curiosity as well because what people notice in those moments is they can't actually say which vein is the most visible they're not actually sure which knuckle has the least amount of hair on it and so after we do the activity um i invite in a conversation about well what do we now know about the back of your hand Mm -hmm. and so it's really helpful in groups where there are a lot of experts now expertise i value and is important But sometimes when we're tackling really complex and messy challenges, Mm -hmm. we need to make way and space for new ways of thinking and being and doing. And so this activity opens up that possibility for people to understand that, well, maybe I don't actually know the back of my hand as well as I think I do. Maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know this area as well as I think I do. And so it just opens up that space for people to be curious and vulnerable and open to new ways of being and doing at the start of a session. Yeah. So that's that's where I found it really helpful. Yeah. Oh, I love that too. Just like kind of debunking our assumptions and and what we think we might know isn't always what we actually know. And it's okay mm-hmm. to be in that space. And yeah, I love the way that that really grounds people in the space, even though I haven't participated in it. But now that I've heard about it, I'm going to try that too. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It's It's also just like, it's a very fun and gentle way to call <laughs> people in to consider differently, right? Because sometimes when we're asking people to shed their expertise, that can be really hard. I know it is hard Mm -hmm. for me, super hard for me to let that go. And so it's a gentle way to enter in to the messiness. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, it's a gentle slope (laughs) as opposed to a jump off of a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now you've got me thinking about my hands. I was, I actually did, I put my hands under the table when you were saying, think about all these things. And I couldn't answer most of those questions, but I could probably tell you where all the, like, I, I apparently shouldn't be trusted with frozen bagels and knives because I quite often end up with a little cut on one of my fingers. <laughs> so I could probably tell you all the little scars that I have from trying to slice open a bagel <laughs> or cut it in half. But other than that, that was about it. So yeah, that really brought me back to a space of like, yeah, I don't know the back of my hands, like whatsoever, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's interesting too, because you can tell me and you know immediately sort of um, the damage that has happened, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily the strengths that have happened to your hands as well. True. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Uh, the parts that I've added to my hands, I guess, (laughs) but mm -hmm. not necessarily what was naturally there, maybe is the way to put it, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
Do you know your the back of your hands very well now from having done this? Hmm, probably not as not as well as I should, if I'm totally honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because also like our our hands change as well during regarding the season, the mm-hmm. time of day. Um if I've drunk enough water or had too much salt, right? Yeah. Like our hands change in in moments and in days as well. So it's that it's that constant and constant and continuous inquiry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that curiosity piece. I love that. Yeah. So right now I'm looking at my hands and I can see that I have a couple of really dry spot uh, spots mm-hmm. on my left hand. They don't exist on my right, but they are on my left hand. Maybe because I'm left-handed. I don't know. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it. They weren't there yesterday. They're there today. Yeah. It's like, how did those get there? Mm-hmm. Why are they there? Yeah, very interesting. The next question that I'm going to ask you is that for folks who might use this technique in their own practice, um, or even just with friends and family, what advice or words of wisdom or encouragement would you give somebody who was going to use this technique? Hmm. I think I would offer offer the notion, and I know we all know this already within the social innovation space, but the idea of humility as well, because we as practitioners and as conveners and as facilitators don't have all the answers either. And so even though I'm offering the opportunity for folks to consider that they don't know, I don't know either. Like I really don't. And so it's this, it's this notion of, of humility and um, admitting that we don't know either. We don't know the back of our hands either. There's very little that we can actually truly deeply know. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's I think it's about approaching this activity with a sense of hum- with a sense of humility and also a sense of curiosity for ourselves mm-hmm. about how the back of our hands might be different and on this day as well. Yeah, beautiful. That was just lovely. The practicing humility, I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's those are my questions for you today about the technique. And uh, this was just an awesome, like, almost like a tutorial episode. I loved it. Of like, it had this this story piece to it, um, and also just yeah, how how can we use these to engage and connect with each other? And especially, like you said, especially in times where we're at right now, where we are having a tougher time getting into those spaces and those opportunities to really like deeply connect with each other. So that's just mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. This was just wonderful. I'm really excited about this episode. It's a new kind of flavor to it than what we've done. So that's exciting. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's the thing about these, these techniques is like, there's so many ways into these conversations and so many ways that we can um, start our descent. And so the question is, is like, how do we, how do we create spaces that are where it's possible for us to embark on a co-learning journey together. And so Mm -hmm. these are just a couple of ways that I've found helpful Mm -hmm. in that work. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Elise. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. Come again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for tuning into this episode of Pause. Um, 
as always i'd love to know what you thought of the episode so please let me know on your favorite listening platform share a review give us a rating um and share with your friends if if you think they'd be interested in hearing a bit more about social innovation what that world is it's kind of an ambiguous one to try and explain so (laughs) it's always easier with an example that's for sure and in the spirit of reconciliation i'd like to acknowledge that the places we live in work from record podcasts from are situated on lands that were until relatively recently cared for exclusively by indigenous people we acknowledge the past present and future generations of first nations metis and inuit who have traditionally gathered in and cared for our land if you or someone you know is interested in being a guest on this show who has a sizzle or fizzle or a combination of the two story of um, social innovation please let us know we'd love to have you I hope you all have a fabulous rest of your day, afternoon, evening, weekend, wherever you're at listening to this episode. Have a good one.